0: think about it. Would Frankenstein's monster have been that destructive if he was met with love and support instead of Victor Frankenstein freaking out and running away? Like, mm And welcome back to another special edition of Starring Cupid, the podcast where an elf like me talks about the highs and lows of fictional romantic pairings from movies and TV shows. I am your elf host, Zama.X, nothing more, nothing less, from the East, not the West, Rudolph with the Red Bick. And look at us. Look. At us look at us lovers we've reached the end of another year and that only calls for one thing a Christmas special you know me I had to, I had to do it on them had to do another one I I simply could not leave y'all without giving you a little some something, something to close off the year. if you have listened to our first Christmas special you'll know that I have mixed feelings about the festive season. Like, there's not much that's festive about it, if we're being honest. However, the highlight of the holiday season has to be Christmas movies. And man, do I love Christmas movies. I'm talking about the awkward Hallmark Lifetime ones, The soppy, the greatest gift in life is love ones. The quirky animated ones. I just love that shit. Straight into my bloodstream. Last year, I got to cover my absolute favorite Christmas movie, Love Actually. And man, I had so much fun with that. That was a good time for me. It was nice to just share my passions with y'all. So of course, I've already... Had my annual viewing of Love Actually. Still very passionate about it. Shout out to DSTV TV up for having it on there because I didn't feel like finding it. But this year I wanted to bring the festive special a bit closer to home. My home to be exact. South Africa to be exacter. Lovers, this year I shall be covering the hilarious coupling of Dumi and Kaya from the hilarious Netflix series How to Ruin Christmas. You didn't see it but I did that presenting thing with my hands. Now I must confess to all my local lovers. When this show first dropped I didn't see it immediately. Actually yes, my first time watching it was so that I could talk about it on the show which is last week I literally I watched all the tweets and the jokes and the memes fly by and I didn't even bet an eye hey <laughs> but I don't know I, I I don't know what happened I wasn't trying to make myself unique or agey like ugh I don't watch things when they're popular that's not the reason at all it's just one of those things that didn't happen immediately plus it's it it was presented as a series and to me a series especially a netflix one i thought it was that minimum eight episode run that all the other netflix shows have gotten and i'm not i'm not a series person guys i'm such a movie i'm such a movie dude i watch series because like they'll be good and i'll be invested but deep down i'm a movies gent if i had known that this entire show was basically a two-hour movie split into three episodes. I, I promise you, I'd have watched it sooner. Much, much sooner than I did. Because this is exactly the shit that I've been subawelling from our industry for years. For years. Something that's modern, it's fresh, and like I said, it's absolutely hilarious. Because I feel like we've been struggling in the comedy series slash sitcoms department as of late like maybe i'm just a negative nancy but things haven't been really that funny to me and it's good to have this it was really great to have this. i was especially excited because i saw the team behind the show and they've given us funny hits before and this time was no different Plus, I get to talk about Selo, who is a refreshing version of a character that we all know and are kind of forced to love. Y'all know me. I love a good train wreck woman, a woman that's off the rails, bad news, love that to bits. And then you mix in a little good friends to lovers to awkward friends, back to lovers pipeline, and you've got me you've absolutely got me plus there's loads of free family drama content here that I, I i feel like most if not all south african families can relate to you know what i'm talking about yeah i know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah i just thought that this would this would be the perfect show to illustrate our festive season it it's the december christmas that we really haven't gotten to see that much. So, without me talking your ears off, let's get right into it. This is Dumi and Kaya. This show was created by the lovely sibling duo that is Retabile and Gaclejo Ramaparela. I've spoken about these two when i covered their romantic comedy seriously single way 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 back in season two of this show needless to say i support this duo they are lovely they bring the funny each time and they give it this modern flair that most of our movies are missing and so really love their work they recently actually released the second season of how to ruin christmas which i'll be sure to check out sooner than the last time but i just want to say kudos to them for what their team did with season one i was pleasantly surprised and pleasantly impressed the three episodes were directed by johnny Barbazzano. i'm so sorry and the writing team was made up of the obviously the are Pagellas, sunny faba salah sabiti and Loazi Mvusi. Now, I've spoken about Mvusi before. She worked with the Rama Pagela's on Seriously Single. I've commended her greatly. I'm a huge fan. Love her work. But also, big shout-out to Sabiti and Faba for bringing their own funny to this because it feels that they wrote different episodes, but it, it, it still felt good. It felt like this was the same hand, the same hilarious hand so just great great beyond the main romantic plot that was always happening i feel like this team managed to write a wonderful family drama that was filled with their own serious interpersonal problems that again don't feel all too foreign to what people in this country experience I specifically like how they portrayed the mother-daughter relationship between Dumi and Dineo. Just, chef's kiss, I just, yeah. I'd like to take a moment to send a shout out to the costume designer. In fact, she deserves several moments because there are a lot of looks in this picture. I so I remember when the promo pics and the trailers and stuff dropped that was like something that i noticed i was like wow these outfits are really really great which isn't really shocking because um traditional wedding attire is always quite smashing to me i believe that each tribe has this has really gorgeous attire especially when um people go all out when they take it like take it to the top they just they all they just naturally look great but i feel like in the show those attires were amped up in terms of the colors, the silhouettes, the tiny details that kind of remixed traditional designs, but also incorporating what's modern wedding culture. I say modern wedding culture. It's all the things that I see on our perfect wedding. It was just beautiful. There are outfit pieces as well from Doomy that I would like personally like to steal. They just pop and they're great, they're edgy. So, yes, all done to Shelly Masondo. Bravo, brava. I'll speak on the music later on in the episode because I think it also deserves some appreciation. But for now, we need to move right on to our cast. Leading this train wreck, we have the always lovely Musisio Eluhai as as Boydumelo Selo. Just wonderful work by her. Great. I'm not shocked though, she's been in funny things before. She's been in projects such as City Sesla and Sestopla. I was, I think I've said this on the show before, I was a huge fan of City Sesla when I was a kid. I didn't fully understand even everything that they were going through, but it was just the funniest show to me. So, yeah, with that and all her other work. She, this was, this still felt a bit new for her, for me. Like I'd never seen her in this light and she did a really great job. She, re- she did a really great job. I can only imagine the amount of drama she's going to bring to season two because, oof, do me, do me. Being our interesting love interest, we have the dashing Yonder Thomas as Kaya Mangele. What can I say about him that I haven't already said? Not much actually now because he's an engaged man and I mean, I have principles. But if I must say one thing, it's hubba hubba. <laughs> wow. There are two. I remember in the first, the first episode with Noni and Max, I said there's one. But now there are two awesome men that I believe in this man right here and Mtunzi from Scandal just gorgeous gorgeous boys wonderful men god bless them that's all I'm gonna say we know Thomas from movies and beloved soapies such as Isidango The the river and recently Generations the legacy he's quite they're booked and busy heartthrob he keeps being sprinkled into rom-coms which makes me very happy but for this i think he was perfect for what kaya was meant to be as a friend and also just as a on-screen love interest love his work honorable mentions this is going to be an exceptionally long list because this cast is just smack full of iconic thespians so bear with me and also bear with my horrible pronunciation we have clementine musimane nandineba Charmaine dinda ramichune keketso semoko lehon holono se seli desmond Dube, moklati mafate people just amazing people and then on top of that there's also these great performances by fairly new actors such as Tando Tibete, the Tabo Bereng, Sandile Machangu and Swanky Mofoko just you can't see it again chef's kiss but great stuff I was really I really enjoyed people's performances here however my favorites were everyone in the Silla family but more specifically the the aunts and the uncle the older people because (sighs) so cute first of all the siblinghood between the four of them felt so genuine and goofy it it was just really nice to see old people interacting as siblings more than like adults you know what i mean it's it's good. It's it's like seeing your parents, and their siblings have the sibling beef that y'all have. It was really cute. Onto the plot. If you have not watched this show, I I recommend that you do. Who knows when we'll ever get something this good, and funny again. But that's not the re- that's not the main reason why you should see it. I think that all of that aside, I think it's a fun. Two hours of family drama slash comedy. You'll you'll enjoy it. At you'll find something to enjoy if you have watched this show, but you need a little refresher. Understandable. It's been a year. Fear not, for your trusty elf is here. <clears throat> Sorry, I gotta put. I gotta. I don't know what Chris. What's a Christmas voice? Young and in love, beauty and sibu Prepared to have the wedding of their dreams. But they must first overcome the many obstacles in their way. Between Beauty's older sister, Doomy, who is prone to fuck-ups, and the inevitable beef between in-laws, this wedding promises to be the festive disaster of the season. That's it. That was my Santa voice. Anyway, it's all you really need to know to to prepare yourself for what's about to happen though nothing can prepare you for exactly what happens obviously as you always know there will be spoilers along the way i don't know how i managed to avoid all the spoilers for an entire year after the show trended for weeks but if i can do it then so can you lovers for the purpose of this podcast I shall not be focusing on the engaged to be married couple, like, no offense to Beauty and Spoo, but they just, they didn't have enough baggage for me to dissect. They're actually a little too perfect for my show, and we don't strive for perfection here at Star and Cupid, <laughs> as you can tell. However, what they like in drama, we get in surplus from Dumi and Kaya two besties who dipped their hand in the honey jar and have been sticky ever since god i'm so sorry for that sentence i just i thought it would go well with the metaphor and now that i'm hearing it out loud it does not um i like these two i like these two a lot because they could have easily been uh friends to lovers that worked out perfectly fine but that would be a boring because life is never ever that simple especially when you're a person like Dumi and you have a few issues that you actually need to outgrow first I think I've already said far too much this is getting into the second part of the episode so let's waste no more time let's jump straight into the lovely and messy Boidumelo and Kaya The first thing we discover about Doomy is she's kind of the designated family wreck. I say this with affection in my voice. In actual fact, the first thing we find out about her is that she's not really the biggest believer in all that lovey dovey nonsense. A very weird mentality to have when you're going to your sister's wedding. (laughs) so the basic pillars of her character are family wreck and cynic which are bad combination for a maid of honor great combination for the grinch but i guess she's technically playing the grinch here because she kind of steals christmas which is a perfect comparison i think for her behavior as a result of how she's treated rather than who she actually is Like, I'm not trying to excuse her behavior at all. Like, (sighs) I thought it when I I watched the trailer and stuff, I thought it wouldn't get worse than disappointing her mother. It's a very easy thing to do to disappoint your parents. But there are a lot of genuinely awful things that Dumi does here. They're not morally bad. Well, they're morally bad, but I don't care about your morals. (laughs) They're just awful in general uh, 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 I, I want to blame it all on her impulsiveness or like the way she's treated but that will kind of feel like i'm shifting the accountability of everything and you know us starring cupid we're all about accountability but like i said this isn't the this behavior and these actions they aren't the monster of her own making completely being treated like the designated family wreck makes it very difficult to beat the allegations that you're always going to be the family wreck. Like, think about it. Would Frankenstein's monster have been that destructive if he was met with love and support instead of Victor Frankenstein freaking out and running away? Like, mm it just it just feels like people had already put her in this place where they're like she's the worst person. So naturally her her reaction was to be the worst person. However, she does find a bit a few beacons of hope in her little sister, beauty and her bestie, Kaya. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Gaia is the definition of knight and charming armor character. Like, his introduction to us is him picking Dumi up from the airport, which isn't a big deal if you're friends, but it's quite, if we admit it, it's quite night shit. Like, if we didn't already know that they'd done it in the past, then these acts of service, they would be the things... That would build up these blocks, making us believe that okay, this couple could work. It's and and it's not only the pickup stuff with the or the car stuff, it, it we are given this idea that Kaya is willing to drop everything if Dumi really, really needs him. And I'm adding too many reallys. if she needed him a little, I think he would be there. And they have this sort of connection where you can see that these two people care about each other deeply, like beyond beyond the chemistry and connection that we see when they talk to each other, it's it's in everything that they do. Before the night that they're trying to avoid happens, they are together because Dumi is trying to console Kaya after the loss of his mother, something that seems to have really affected him. And that is a genuinely supportive and good friendship moment and from that we get this idea that this is a mutually supportive and loving friendship where they can be free from expectations from people they can be free from maybe their emotional pain they're just they're there for each other and then you fast forward two minutes and you remember that it stopped being platonic after that night in rom-coms this is usually the part where the audience cheers because yes finally they're now a couple and i think this is the very thing that scares me away i mean at the end she fully explains when all the honesty cards on the table and she lets him know that what she had actually feared was starting something really good with someone she really cares about only to later fuck it up because you know again this is what i was saying about the everybody treating you like you're a wreck, you form this mentality, this very negative mentality that infiltrates all your relationships, romantic or otherwise. And it can really mess with how you perceive yourself. And it made sense for her to think that that she's gonna later fuck this up because that's how she felt her mother viewed her like there are people that verbalize this to her throughout the the show at some point beauty her sister she ends up verbalizing it herself but only when she's upset and it feels like things have really fallen apart this time so in that case guys i really understand where Dumi me is coming from in that regard ne? it but <laughs> It was weird to just ghost your friend completely. Like, not that ghosting strangers is less mean or less wrong, but I feel like in the same in, in the in the situation that they're currently in, I feel like friends should be able to have these difficult conversations when these certain things happen. Especially since she did this to keep him in her life. Like she she ghosted him because she thought that hey, if we start to date. you, things will fall apart and then i won't have you anymore so let me just not speak to you so you can stay in my life that's not gonna that's not gonna work child because <laughs> however there was a time where it felt like Kyle was treating her like a wreck i think i think it was the hurt and the quote-unquote betrayal happening but that he he really he he became those people that that treat her like the trademark that she is not actually jokes flew here and there but i knew the whole time that they weren't his true feelings about her they were still that person that cares about her deeply and loves her deeply actually sometimes lovers when we fall in love with people we have to forget what we've been told all our lives to believe about ourselves and Focus on what's being said by this person who is here and willing to love us wholeheartedly. I'm not saying it's easy. Gosh, it's absolutely, it's, it might be the most difficult thing in romantic relationships, really. But it's possible. I mean, that love was already there within their friendship. Like, like I said, Kaya had already been treating her like a normal person. It simply just took a very very risky jump forward for the both of them I mean I wish it it didn't take a full disaster wedding for them to see it and I don't know if I don't know how Kaya listened to a five minute voice note and decided to push past everything but I'm grateful for what we got because it landed us where we ended up and it presents to us beyond beyond the story beyond what what we've been shown it presents to us a beautiful lesson about life and romantic relationships about letting people love you and also allowing yourself to be loved better than all all the love you've received previously and i think that's beautiful however again i must i must reiterate I haven't seen season two and I know at the end of season one Kyle reveals something and I feel I have a hunch I have a small hunch that it ruins their relationship and if that is the case for all the people that have watched it, if that's the case and everything that I've said becomes null and void then I take it all back just l- pretend you didn't hear this entire episode Dislikes time. Yep, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Um, I'll get straight into it. Likes. I absolutely loved the music. Loved the music. I always worried that film local filmmakers, they didn't have the complete access to the full catalogue of music that we have in this country and that kind of made me sad because we have some serious bangers amazing songs that are just perfect for storytelling or perfect for portraying a character better because it, it's easier to to compose not compose it's easier to illustrate people's stories with the music that kind of matches those stories you know what i mean but i don't know if it's a copyright problem or a labels problem they just need to, they need to fix whatever problem it is because it's really great to have this perfect mix between our old music and our new music and here i also felt like it was well placed like it was just wonderful placement of the groovy music and the kind of like classics the r b quite vibes they they knew which parts needed which songs and that was really great there's a scene where they have a live performance of mvula by lang mvuso and wow just wow i would i would go against everything that i believe and have a wedding if i knew that he was gonna sing at it because that was just chef's kiss beautiful stupendous i really liked the dialogue <laughs> really really did serious moments were given their time to be serious moments but there was always plenty of room for comedy i've already mentioned how funny i found the silo family but i also like how the the Twalas, the taller family were this kind of caricature of bitter blacks tm in this country because normally when rich people are written into stories there's this idea of you you would want to live their life because they're rich and things are easy for them but with the toddlers i couldn't stop laughing at how ridiculous they were like they were so they're caricatures and they were this running joke throughout the show so i really liked that but i think my highlight was and her random just like outbursts throughout the thing there's a scene where the twalas are having dinner and everyone's quiet and she's just talking she's going off about how one time she attended a wedding where it was really really hot and she's like oh the bride fainted and well she died right then and there and <laughs> i think everyone stops eating for a moment but it's just what follows and what was already happening is so serious and so hectic and she just she says that i loved her so much because what (laughs) Uh, i also liked i liked how normal this felt which probably goes against the two previous things that i just said but yes the events and the conflict are exaggerated i think they had to exaggerate it to like make good television i know that not everyone has experienced their sister sleeping with the married best man the night before the wedding but (laughs) it felt normal for us you know what i'm going to explain what i mean but sometimes local filmmakers they try to Or they want to recreate these conflicts and these issues and these dynamics from abroad and attempt to get international recognition. And I don't blame them at all. There are countries like the USA that are so self-centered that they can only consume foreign films that are made for them to understand with their dynamics and their issues and their problems. So I admire local filmmakers that say, no. We are going to make something that is unique to our country. Maybe it has a universal lesson. But if you want to hear it, you must try and understand us. And that's what it felt like, yeah. It felt like no one was trying to dissect traditional weddings or in-laws' conflict or the father famine in this country. The story was presented. It is what it is and you either get it or you don't want to get it. So, wonderful, wonderful work. Dislikes. (laughs) Some of these are petty and some are very valid. You'll have to decide for yourself. I hated, hated how they downsized Bogang's story. I understand that there were a lot of running stories in this one show, crammed into three episodes, so people weren't getting the limelight that Dumi was getting, which is fair main character main spotlight completely fair i just i just feel like bokang's whole story was shifted in for like diversity because it didn't it didn't get the depth that it deserved i didn't i didn't get to fully understand his relationship with dumi besides the towel stealing incident and that really wasn't enough he gets one brilliant moment where his mother comes to talk to him in his bedroom and she goes off on this speech about being who you are and being authentic to who you are and that that scene it was so great i'm not even like exaggerating i teared up while i was watching it and i think that's the only time that i really got sad because i was like damn elsie you're cutting deep but that's kind of where it stops, and they even introduced a very interesting love interest but it didn't take off beyond that and i don't know i don't know they could have handled it better i'm glad that there was no serious like um homophobic trauma but it could have been handled just an inch better just just an inch i didn't like beauty's one friend i'm not completely sure i think her name was utando because i liked to um but yeah didn't like her shout out to the actress Udipi Padi. she she did well because she played irritating so well that i couldn't stand tando i just hate friends that play bulldog for everyone unnecessarily like yes there's stuff happening bad things happening but i just feel like there's also unnecessary drama that she aided in because she was this person but like i guess if that's what you need I did not I well I do not I don't like (laughs) this the fact that our industry is so small and because of that I'm forced to see people on my screen that I don't like it's not even an unreasonable I don't like this person thing it's it's reasons but to save you all the time and for me to save myself explaining I have issues with Trevor Gumby like and since we have this recycling actors problem i doubt i doubt that i'll ever stop seeing him on my screen and it's not just him there's lots of there's oh gay actors because our our industry is just littered with men that are sketchy bongo but we can't do anything about it because of the recycling problem i just yeah oof i may be i may be saying this about only him within the cast there's even more people that i should be adding to this list and i don't like that i don't like that i I can never be sure Mm. and yeah man i don't know bringing new people maybe it will make things better but i also think that there needs to be a shakedown from the ground up to sift out the trash basically yeah this but this would definitely be less of a problem if we had more people working we've reached the end of the christmas special and what would, what have we learned lovers personally the only lesson i got from this is that i won't ever get married i mean that's always been my stance but now it's just reinforced i have lots of reasons far more serious reasons but the stress of getting your family in order that shit would break me i couldn't i couldn't do it i would i would have to transform into a straight up bridezilla because no man there are people that are stronger than i and god bless them (laughs) so for this special We are having an internal who's your fave battle because obviously there's other couples that exist in this universe. And hear me out for this one. Just, just, it's a valid battle. In this corner, we have Beauty and Smoo, the newly married couple, versus Bokong and Terrence, the newly public couple. To be fair the second couple gets a maximum maximum of 10 minutes screen time so there's not much to work off but hear me out i have hope that in season two things will be different or at least better so i'm kind of manifesting good things for them by adding them to this battle if you think about it plus the older people seem to be having far too many issues for them to be in the running and i needed viable options you know what i mean Anyway, it doesn't matter what I think, it's not up to me, lovers. Unlike Santa, I'm a man of the people and I want to hear your thoughts. So please go on and vote for your favourite couple on our Twitter poll at Starring Cupid or even our Instagram poll at Zamati Shares. You pick your poison. We're everywhere. Like COVID. Oh that's a terrible joke. <laughs> While you're at it. Why don't you follow us on Tumblr? Um, when I'm not chatting into your ears on this little show, I'm reposting really cool stuff over there. Um, go on, show us some love, like some pics. Tell us how you feel. Speaking of social media, by now most people have noticed that I'm not available on my personal Twitter account. Not to use the podcast for personal matters. I just feel like there's no other way to tell everyone. But yeah for those that haven't noticed i will be gone for the considerable future i i i say that because i generally have no idea if i want to come back or not but if i do return all i know is that it won't be as zama.x that that name is gone into the wind of the internet now i'm keeping the name though because i can't imagine what i would change my intro on the show to like i've worked way too hard to find things that rhyme with x less and west so everyone that will need me knows how to reach me i'm literally uh, another app away from everyone if you do if you have any podcast related suggestions or thoughts or anything just to share please please do feel free to share them you can dm us on the twitter account you can even dm the instagram at summit just i'm still running both so i will be sure to see it and get back to you otherwise that is all from my side thank you 106 times to everyone for tuning in this shall be our proper last episode of 2021 so in case i don't get the chance to say it or you don't get the chance to hear me say it i hope you've had a great year and if not i have high hopes for you next year thank you for all the support lovers have a splendid festive season have a rocking december to all my local lovers stay safe and stay merry i would love for us to keep this thing going next year and i can't do it unless you're there Season 5 will promise to be amazing because I promise that it will be amazing. I'm calling it now. All my love to you all. Bye.